Hey everybody, it's Evangelist Andy. I want to welcome each and every one of you to the Street Disciples. Today's episode is entitled, Who You Talking To? Hashtag prayer. (laughs) With everything that has been happening within and throughout the world, prayer is vitally important. And we gonna talk about this thing. We gonna talk about the chain of command, the model prayer, and getting to the point. So I hope you came ready with open ears, an open heart, and an open mind to receive this word. So let's set the atmosphere first. We're gonna listen to a local Detroit artist. His name is Purpose, and the title of this song is "In My Life." Prepare yourself. It's time to dig deep. I never needed you Right now would be the time that I really Really, really Need you God So God I pray that you Really come through for me Hey, hey I need you in my life I need you by my side I pray you never leave me Oh God I need you in my life I need you by my side I pray you never leave me Oh God Jesus loved me I was in the dirt so he dubbed me Out with a shovel then he turned around and hugged me Repented for my sins, I'm forgiven and it's lovely Wanna be so close with the Lord so close like a buddy He been by my side since I was an infant His perfect love, grace and mercy Endless, he experienced death Just so we can have a friendship The ones that do his will will appear on his friend list Yes, I really meant it when I say I'ma serve the Lord You ask him to take the whistle, what you swearing for? You may be hurting, you may be hurting But if you call on Jesus' name, God will liberate your burden And that's for certain, because his word is proven Walk by faith and not by sight, they keep those mountains moving Lord, you who I'm choosing, Lord, you who I'm choosing Without you in my life, I need you in my life I need you by my side I pray you never Like an athlete, need this coach There's a storm in this ocean, I pray you watch out with this boat There's a hole in this boat, and I'm surrounded by sharks I can see the finish line, but I don't know where to start Don't I'm really scared, I'm not gonna act like I'm not But sometimes I act like Peter did when I doubt I was dropped Satan's smoking on a cigar, he kicking his feet up When we ignore Jesus, that's giving Satan a chance to beat us I'm standing in the need of prayer, Lord I really need you I'm hungry for the word, so I'm following the procedures There would be no achievements, if my life is not given to the one that been resurrected and also risen Believers say he made a way Some people think he didn't But I can't do nothing without you So I admit it I, I need you in my life I need you in my life I get the biggest shout out to you Jesus Christ I need you by my side I pray you never leave me Oh God I need you in my life I need you by my side I pray you Bye.
Shout out to Detroit's own purpose. You can find his music on SoundCloud and iTunes. So y'all ready to talk about prayer? Because I'm ready. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows that I am a huge advocate for prayer. Prayer is vitally important, or the catchphrase that we use now is essential. It is essential. It is something that is a necessity to sustain us on this Christian journey. When you think about prayer, you have to know what you're going to pray, first of all. You don't come up there all willy-nilly just like, oh, Father God, I think I'm if you could, no, come on. You have to have, with everything involving our Christian journey, there has to be a strategy. You need a strategy against temptation. You need a strategy when you're fighting battles and you definitely need a strategy when you pray. So I have had the honor, God has blessed the ministry that I have been able to go to different churches and to assist their ministries, to teach leadership how to lead in different areas, and to also equip those people in the ministry to be able to live this Bible. And I remember we were having a youth uh, service, and I'm very interactive. <laughs> and so I asked them, asked me the question, that you're afraid to ask your pastor or your bishop. And one young man um, raised his hand and he said, well, I'm going to just be honest. I don't pray because first, I don't know who I'm talking to. And, you know, all the other young people laughed and I was like, hold on. This is a real statement. This is a real thing. He's not the only one that says this. Grown people say this. I know someone who, since the death of, of someone that they love from COVID, they haven't prayed. And so we need to take a serious look at prayer. Why do we pray? How do we pray? And what's the point of it all? So let's look at the chain of command. I hope that you have your Bibles. <laughs> If not, I'll read this scripture to you. And if there's any information that you want or that you hear on the podcast, you can definitely go over to Facebook. I do have a private group called Street Disciples. All you have to do is request to join and you'll be able to get all the scripture, all the uh, graphics and informations that go with each episode. So when we look at the chain of command, the question on the table is, who are you talking to? So who am I talking to when I pray? I looked over and I was looking at the chain of command and I found myself in the book of Romans, the eighth chapter and the 26th verse. Now, it's important. I can't assume that everybody knows everything about the Bible. So I will give you some additional information so that you can learn and you can grow and you can have this in your arsenal. Romans was written by Paul, the apostle. Previously, the first mention of Paul is when his name was Saul and it was in the book of Acts. Saul did not like Christians. Saul didn't understand Christ. Saul was actually 
the first mention of him is at the stoning of Deacon Stephen or Stephen, if how some other people uh, pronounce it in the book of Acts. After he witnessed Stephen's uh, stoning, he agreed with it. He wanted more Christians to be stoned. So he drafted a letter and he was on his way to take it to the governor, to the king, to the one in charge that makes and sets the laws. And he found himself walking on the road called Damascus. And it was there when he was walking on the road that a bright light shined and and the Lord had a conversation with Paul, with Saul. And he told he blinded him with the light. And because he was blinded, all that Saul could hang on to was the word of the Lord. He told him to walk and go to a place. And at the same time, he was talking to another disciple and he was telling him to go and meet Saul and heal him, lay hands and heal him. After he did all of that, he laid hands on uh, Saul. Saul was converted and his name was then changed to Paul. He joined the disciples. At first, they weren't too sure about him because they knew about Saul, but they had never met Paul. It was one of those moments where Paul had to come up to him and say, allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> because once you have been converted, that conversion power covers everything in your past. Realize that the moment that you gave your life to Christ, you have been made new. You have been washed clean. All of your sins have been forgiven. So you're a new person. You're a new creature. God will change your name. You'll go from sinner to saint. And so Saul changed to Paul. He began to work with the disciples. They kept him at a distance for a minute, but then they observed and witnessed that he truly had been converted and delivered and they accepted him. And they went on missions and Paul went different places preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he set up churches. Then he was imprisoned. It was while he was in prison that he began to write letters to the seven churches that he had founded and, and, and structured. He wrote letters to the churches, and he wrote some letters to the preachers. That's where you get the epistles of Paul. An epistle is just a letter. That's an epistle. Starts with an E. Epistle is a, a letter. Apostle is a person. Okay. So we're learning. So here he's writing to the church that he established in Rome. That's why the book is called Romans. Okay. So we're in the eighth chapter. Eight is the number of new beginnings. You can learn a lot of stuff. Keep hanging with me. Eighth chapter and the 26th verse, Paul is telling the church of Rome something very important. In the 26th verse, he says, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with moaning, with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Now listen, <laughs> thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. It, it has to be appreciated 
We must appreciate what the Holy Spirit does. We must accept God and all his attributes, accept God, the father, accept God, the son, and accept God, the Holy Spirit. It's very important that we understand the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit that we have one-on-one interaction with. It is the Holy Spirit that dwells within each and every one of us. So in order for us to realize our true selves, we must realize the power within, which is the Holy Spirit. The first job that we know that the Holy Spirit has is as comforter because Jesus told the disciples before he ascended in heaven that I'll go and leave you a comforter. The comforter is on the way. So we know the Holy Spirit must comfort us. But now here in verse 26, it tells us that the Holy Spirit is also an intercessor. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit prays for us and it does it with groanings which cannot be uttered. So when we pray, whatever the situation is that you're praying for, whatever that is, you're sending that prayer up to reach God. That's your intention. My intention is that these words that I utter shall reach God. Okay. First thing that happens once you utter your prayer, the Holy Spirit hears it and interprets it or translates it into the heavenly language. It says the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. It's a language that we cannot speak. You may be able to speak in tongues, but this language between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a language on a whole nother level. This language cannot be uttered by us. Us. But it's vitally important. It's important that the, we connect with the Holy Spirit within us. So when it intercedes and translates, it don't have to translate so much. It can give some things that we have said and put some Bible on it and, and put a hallelujah in the atmosphere so that it will get sent up to the next level. It helpeth us with our infirmities. Oh my God. It comforts, it intercedes, and it's a helper. It's a mighty good helper. I'm a living witness that the Holy Spirit is a great helper. You need a, a, you know, hamburger helper. Nah, that Holy Spirit helper right there, that one can't be touched. It's unmatched by any other product. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) I feel good today. And so when you pray, the first The first level that it reaches is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit interprets, translates, and intercedes just for us. So what happens after the Holy Spirit intercedes and and sends it up? Who who you talking to then? Once it's out of the hands of the Holy Spirit. Well, if we go down, Paul, he tells us what happens. It's in verse 34. It says, Who is he that condemneth it? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Hold on. So first the Holy Spirit is going to 
interpret, translate, and intercede. Then it's going to reach Jesus and he's going to intercede. So first I must come from spirit and then go up to the sun. And once he gets the heavenly language, the heavenly message that has been translated by the Holy Spirit of what we really are asking for, then as he sits on the right hand of the Father, Jesus takes that message, that request, that plea, that cry, that prayer, and he asks God to put it in his will. Oh my God, it's levels to this. You got to understand the chain of command. You can't skip the Holy Spirit or God, the son who is Jesus and get straight to God. Jesus himself said, no man cometh to the father except by me. (laughs) You got to appreciate the slick talking of Jesus. I mean, Jesus is a very cool dude. If you look at him, and you study who Jesus is, you will see that Jesus wasn't about no games. That's another podcast. I, I give that to y'all later, the real of Jesus. <laughs> so after Jesus gives it to God, God then determines if it is if it is in his will, if he will put it in the will, if he'll revise the will so that something that you have asked for can come to pass. We have to understand and appreciate the chain of command. Look, I'm going to take a moment right there. Just think about your chain of command. You know, when you go to a a store and (laughs) you want to file a complaint, you know, the the employee or the store uh, associate isn't uh, performing the job to your expectation. What do uh, Sharon's always ask? Let me talk to your manager. You better look at the Holy Spirit like a manager. It is the manager of our spirit. It is the manager of our soul. It's the one that we go through before we get to upper management. It has to determine if what we are asking is vitally important, what part is essential, and what part needs to go to higher levels. Y'all take some time and breathe. I'm going to breathe too. (laughs) Come on back to me because we got two more points to go and we're going to get through this. We're going to pray properly. We're going to look at the model prayer or as some people call it, the Lord's Prayer. But let me just disturb your theology. What we call the Lord's Prayer is not the Lord's Prayer. Come back and we'll talk about it.
days God forbid, but if I fall from grace He's not the type of God that will walk away Yo, we still here I could have been paralyzed in a wheelchair Watch me paint a perfect picture And make it real clear I'm so confident in Jesus So when I feel fear Cast it out, cast it down So I never get a chance to come back around Yo, I pass around this message Moving forward, far from backwards When we striving for perfection Yo, takes a lot of practice, yeah He get the glory, glory, glory Give God praise now This is not the time to be afraid now He take down all your diets All you gotta do is put your faith in Jesus Won't you try My faith alive, never die Christian folk, how we rock it Jesus Christ, steady rising Christ Christ, steady rising
Hey disciples, this is Evangelist Andy here. I want to give you the inside scoop on two ways that you can support this ministry. You can download the app SnapT and search for Evangelist Andy. You can find the perfect t-shirt that you are looking for and support the ministry at the same time. The other way you can support this ministry is by going to teespring.com and search the Fellowship of Disciples. We have an online store. Go ahead, pick you something out. Go forth, be great in God, and walk in your purpose. I love you all with the love of the Lord. We're doing big things. Stay tuned. Hey, Street Disciples. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Again, that was Purpose. And the name of that song was We Give Him Glory. You can find it on SoundCloud and iTunes. So when we left off, (laughs) I had disturbed your theology and told you that what we have known as the Lord's Prayer is not the Lord's Prayer. Uh, how can I take this one? Okay. This, okay, what we call the Lord's Prayer in Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at the ninth verse through the 13th verse, is not the Lord's Prayer. It is actually, the correct title for it would be the model prayer. Now, the reason why we cannot say that this is the Lord's prayer is because there are there's something major that is included in this prayer that does not um, that cannot be associated with Jesus. If the rest of the Bible is true, then this can't be Jesus praying this prayer. And the scripture basically tells us this because okay, we're in Matthew six. Um, And the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. So in verse nine, it says, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, first thing is first. Jesus is talking. He's answering them. He says, therefore pray ye. He says, when you pray, This is how you should pray. He's not saying when I pray, when I, the Lord pray, this is the Lord's prayer. No, he says when you pray, this is how you should pray. Now, when you look at this prayer, you have to break it down. It's called the model prayer because Jesus shows us certain things that we as human beings, we as God's creation should include in our communication with him. First of all, acknowledge who you talking to. That's why he says to say, our father, which art 
in heaven. You have to let God know that you understand exactly who he is. So you need to put your adoration at top record. Do a station identification. God, our father who art in heaven. I'm talking to you, God, the one that sits high and looks low. You have to let him know you know exactly who he is. Hallowed be thy name. That's a hallowed. That's another way of saying hallelujah or holy is thy name. So not only do I know who you are and where you are, I'm acknowledging the magnitude of your, your power. Holy be thy name. Your name is holy. Your, your name is holy. Thy kingdom come. I acknowledge that you didn't come by yourself, Lord. You got a whole team with you. You got a whole squad. You got a kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Your kingdom is here. You powerful. You're, you're almighty. You got to do an introduction before you just get to asking him for stuff. <laughs> it's like when you writing a letter to whom it may concern you. This is your to whom it may concern. Then here's the part. Um, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It's so many scriptures. That's that's key too. There's so many scriptures um, that indicate this. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, what's There's a, another scripture that Paul wrote. And it says, um, if I bind it on earth, it'll be bound in heaven. And if I loose it on earth, it'll be loosed in heaven. I use that scripture a lot when I need certain things shifted in my prayers. So, <laughs> so it, it's just awesome that the Bible confirms itself. The Old Testament prophesies the New Testament. The New Testament confirms the Old Testament. So here we are. Jesus is telling them, okay, acknowledge who you're talking to. Now, recognize what he he does in your life daily. So after you acknowledge him, this is kind of like um, the thanks, this part. Give us this day our daily bread. You, you have to acknowledge that he says, not only is he powerful, not only is he mighty, but he is in control of your daily sustenance. Give us this day our daily bread. Continue to feed me, God. Continue to feed me, God. Lord, please help me every day of our lives. Then here we go. This is the part, verse 12 is the part that lets you know for sure that this is not Jesus's personal prayer. This doesn't apply to Jesus. And forgive us our debts. What debts did Jesus have? He had no sin. He knew no sin. He had no debt to anyone. So this could not be the Lord's, as in apostrophe S, as in uh, possessive, as in it belongs to him. This is not the Lord's prayer. This is the Lord teaching us how to pray. So it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, we do know that Jesus was big on, on forgiveness. In fact, that was the first word that he uttered on the cross. When you uh, have your Passion Week and your seven last words and the seven sayings of Christ, the first word is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then it goes on. 
And it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, Jesus shows us many different things here. And I do have a graphic and I'll upload it on the, the Facebook group, Street Disciples. Um, come and be a member. <laughs> I'll upload all the scriptures and the graphics that I, I'm using in reference. But here in this graphic, it says, the prayer is a model. It's 66 words. And we do know that the Bible has 66 books. You got to look at this stuff. It, it tells us man's needs, both physical and spiritual, because you want your debts forgiven and to forgive others for debts. And you want to be, um, and yet you want your daily bread. So, you know, there, this God is teaching us that there are certain things, certain criteria, some prayer essentials that we need to abide by. First of all, speak to God, say, Hey, first, before you just get to asking and crying and, and sending up the timber, acknowledge who you're talking to. And, and then you make your, you acknowledge what he's already done. He's already done some things. He give us this day, our daily bread. You already been supplying me every day. I just want you to keep on. Give us this day. You gave me yesterday. Give me this day and I'll come to you with the hope, with the confident expectation of my daily bread tomorrow. So Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray here. I know somebody's in their mind right now. I hear it in my spirit. Well, if that ain't the Lord's prayer, then where is the Lord's prayer? Where can you find that Jesus prayed? He prays a lot, but the disciples weren't able to witness the exact things that he prayed because many times when Jesus went to pray, he prayed alone. He went in, in, in solitude and he prayed. But you can find the prayer of Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, it's in the book of Luke, the 22nd chapter, and he prayed three times. Now, the first time, uh, we'll go to verse 40, okay? So the first time he prays, in verse 40, he tells the disciples that came with him, pray that ye don't Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Now, we just went, when he was teaching them how to pray, he told them that was one of, and, the, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So before Jesus goes to pray, he tells the chosen disciples that he took with him, he tells them, now, while I'm up here praying, y'all pray that y'all don't be tempted, okay? Because remember, last time Jesus was fasting, and praying, he was tempted in the wilderness by the enemy. So he tells the disciples that they need to pray to not be led into temptation. And he said unto God, that was when he said, Abba, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. That's Jesus's prayer. All he has to do is to acknowledge 
God as father, because he is God, the son. He doesn't have to do the same things that we do when we have to say, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. He don't have to do all of that because he is a part of the Trinity. He, all he has to say, I'm speaking to the father. Okay. Abba, father. He don't have to talk about how powerful he is because he's 100% God and 100% man. He's the hypostatic union. So he doesn't have to acknowledge himself and say how powerful he is, how he sits in heaven, his kingdom come. He, he can cut that corner. He can eliminate that part and just get straight to the point. Abba, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. He asked God that three times. And clearly each time the answer was no. He accepted it. He came back. And of course, he kept finding the disciples asleep. Wake up, disciples, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray and we're going to pray right. So there's certain things. Because when Jesus was teaching them about praying, he also told them not to make their prayers uh, repetitious. Don't make it the same prayer every time. Pray from your heart. Pray from your spirit. Because there are some, when churches was open, there are certain deacons who have a specific prayer. Like it was to the point where you could see the young children knowing exactly what the prayer would be, how it would be, and how they would inflect or holler. No, don't do vain prayers. Don't give me, don't give God the same tied prayer that you've been praying for 13 years. And then you wondering why ain't nothing moved on your behalf in that area that you've been praying for. You got to give him something sincere. You have to give him something genuine so that he can know that you earnestly believe him. This ain't the faith that, uh, that you heard about. This is the faith that you living with. Give God a sincere prayer in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel good. <laughs> All right. We, we on the last point. We've, we've discussed the chain of command. We've even talked about the model prayer, the prayer essentials, the things that you should include. Acknowledge who you talking to. Acknowledge how powerful God is. Acknowledge where he resides. Acknowledge what he's already done. Then you ask him to do something else. That's how you do it. You, you, there's order. There's strategy. Acknowledge who he is. Acknowledge where he resides. Acknowledge how powerful he is. Acknowledge what he's already done. Give him that thank you in that prayer. And then ask for something else. And then after that, you declare his power again. You tell him that, that the reason why I'm asking you this, Lord, because I know that you can, I know that you're able, and I know that you will. You acknowledge what he's already done. Which brings us to our final point of this episode. This is good. I feel good in my spirit. I hope that you are learning and being edified. The last point of this is a simple point. And that is get to the point. Your prayer doesn't have to be long. In fact, the Lord's prayer, these few little verses, it actually only takes 60 seconds to say this prayer. So anything over the 60 seconds, uh, I mean, there are those times. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. 
There are those times when you do have to tarry in the spirit. Trust me, when Midnight Miracles first started, them first lives went for, for hours, okay? It went for an hour and maybe an hour and a half. The Lord had the entire uh, world pouring. Their spirit was heavy on me. So we were tarrying for hour and an hour and a half. But then there's also those emergency 911 uh, prayers where you got to get straight to the point. Sometimes your prayer is only the word Jesus. You know how much power is in the name of Jesus, how much healing is in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you say Jesus, no matter what that Jesus means, based on the chain of command, the Holy Spirit will interpret and intercede for you. It knows exactly what that Jesus means. If that Jesus stands for help my finances, the Holy Spirit knows exactly what you mean. If that Jesus means help my marriage, the Holy Spirit knows exactly what that means. You Listen, the most simple prayer that I, I learned and mostly all the people that I know learned when we was growing up, our prayer over our food was Jesus well. Two words, <laughs> but it had Bible in it. Here is the criteria of getting to the point. Okay, since we know that we don't know what to pray and the Holy Spirit has to intercede and interpret for us. My question to myself on my own journey was, since I don't know what to say, God knows what to say, because I do know that based on Isaiah 55 and 11, I'm going to turn to it because I don't want to misquote nothing on this. I want you to get it. Okay, Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Hold up, wait a minute. I'll read that one again. I'm in Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Listen to me. God's word will not return to him void. It won't return to him void. It shall accomplish everything that he said it would because God is not a man that he shall lie. This Bible is totally true. So since God speaks truth and everything that he said shall come to pass, my question is, why are we not praying in scripture? You need to be praying using the word of God. Why should I use the word of God? Why should I put scripture in my prayer? Here's why. Not only because it won't return to God void. When he hears his word, he recognizes. He know what he said. <laughs> but in Hebrews 4 and 12, it says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow and is a discerner 
of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Listen, this word is deadly. It is dangerous. It can cut down to the bone marrow. Are you serious? You ever given bone marrow? Try to see if you were a match for someone. The needle that they use and the place that they stick you and the pain that comes with that, the word is quicker than that. The word cuts down to the moral. It gets to the point. So when you pray in scripture, you use, acknowledge your chain of command. Use the model prayer to get your point across. Acknowledge who you're talking to, how powerful he is and what he's already done. And then whatever it is that you are asking God to do for you, put some Bible on it so that his word will not return to him void. If you are sick and you are looking for God to heal you, when you pray, you say, Father God, you are so awesome. You are so powerful. I believe that you are a doctor. So I call you Dr. Jesus. You said in your word that by your stripes, we are healed. So I'm standing in agreement. I touch and agree with your spirit that you shall heal my body from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, from the inside to the outside. Lord, make me clean. Make me whiter than snow. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Find the scripture that correlates with your issue. And then when you pray, use the scripture so that even if you don't know how to ask, Lord, heal me from cancer. When you say by your stripes, we are healed. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will intercede. He will interpret, tell Jesus. Jesus will remember that he took the stripe for, for cancer. He took the stripe for your chemo. He took the uh, stripes for leukemia. He took that stripe. So then when he intercedes, he say, God, you know, when I was on that cross down there, remember I took that stripe for this. And right now your son and your daughter, such and such, and they're standing in the need of some healing. God, I, I took a hit for this. Can you please put it in your will? And when God hears that you have spoken his word, that you have said the word that he has said, he'll say, they have studied to show their self-approve unto me. A workman need not be ashamed. And they are rightfully dividing the word of truth. And so you know what? It is so, and it shall be done. Somebody need to praise him right there. Put some Bible on it. If you ain't got nothing else out of this, you better put some Bible in that prayer. Put some Bible in it and get to the point. <laughs> I love you all. I love you so much. If you would like to join the Street Disciples uh, private group, just head over to Facebook and you look for Street Disciples. It has the same graphic as this podcast. You click on it. I'll review you. And I'll let you in and you can get all the graphics, the scriptures and everything for each episode. If you would like to contribute and um... It is my prayer that you were encouraged, that you were edified during this episode. You're going to get to learn me because I... We don't have time to play around in this day and age. So if there's any question that you have, any comment about any episode, you can feel free to leave me a message here on Anchor. And that would be anchor.fm backslash street disciples slash 
message. <laughs> and you can leave me a message or a question or any communication you would like, and I'll answer. I'll get back to you. I may even have a whole episode based on a question that you may have. So feel free to reach out to me here on Anchor, or you can join the Facebook group, Street Disciples. Just go on Facebook, type in Street Disciples, and look for the same graphic that is on the podcast. If you would like to support the ministry, support this podcast, you can definitely do that. You can do it through listener support. That would be anchor.fm backslash streets disciples backslash support. I'll also include that on the Street Disciples page on Facebook. Again, I thank you all. I hope you were encouraged. I hope you were edified and know that everything that I do and say, I do it with the love of the Lord. And so we come to an end. (laughs) This was a good, good time. And before we leave, of course, I'm going to pray. This is how uh, this podcast will be. You're going to learn something and then you're going to use what you learned in this real world. And so, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for everything that you have ever done for us. We thank you for forgiving us for our sins. We thank you for redeeming us. We thank you for sending your son. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. God, right now, we stand in the need of your love and your guidance. Lord, please guide us throughout this pandemic. Continue to protect us. Continue to shelter us. Continue to cover us in your blood. And God, we say thank you. We thank you for giving us victory over the virus in the name of Jesus. We thank you for divine immunity against everything in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we are covered. We thank you for being our stimulus. We thank you for the unemployment. We thank you for your covering in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would give everyone under the sound of my voice, traveling grace and mercy, wherever they are listening to this. Lord, I ask that you would plant the seed of faith in them, that you would till the soil around that seed, that you would water it, and that you would allow the sun to shine so that you can give the increase. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. See you guys next time for the next episode.